Love Lives Here. Hi, I'm Holly Steele. And I'm Mary Stedman. We are the creators of Steele and Stedman Service Solutions. And together have a combined 70 year history as service professionals. Our belief is that talking about love should not simply be relegated to the domain of music and art. We agree with the late, great Tina Turner when she sings, what's love got to do with it? Well, everything. In this Service Love Podcast, you will experience conversations with hospitality professionals, including world-class concierge, entrepreneurs, business owners, and corporate executives around the world on how they express service love. Thank you for joining us in leading a service love movement. There is no doubt what the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. Our next guest was born in Lucknow, India, growing up in a loving family where he enjoyed playing all kinds of sports and excelled in boxing and track and field. After finishing high school, he spent some time working with his father's business and then completed a bachelor's degree in commerce at Alida University. In 1977, he came to the United States of America where he attended college to study hotel and restaurant management. From 1978 to 1998, he joined the front office team of the famous luxury Watergate Hotel in Washington, D.C., serving in various positions, including being the in-house historian of the Watergate break-in before accepting the role of chef concierge in 1987, where he served royalties, heads of state, celebrities, politicians, and high-level executives. From 1999 to 2023, he was the chef concierge of the Capitol Hilton in Washington, D.C., and currently he is chef concierge of the Intercontinental, the Wharf in Washington, D.C. He's been dedicated to hospitality excellence for over 45 years and was recognized as concierge of the year twice by his peers in Washington, D.C. He received the Hilton Spirit Award in 2004 and 2008, and the Stars of the Industry Award for Outstanding Employee of the Year in 2006. He was president of Lay Claydor USA in 2005 and 2013, and has served on the International Board as Assistant General Secretary from 2009 to 2013, while also being Zone Director of the Americas for two years. He also served for two years as president of the Washington Area Concierge Association, and he is currently serving on several boards, such as Lake Claydor International, Lake Claydor USA, Washington Area Concierge Association, and Lake Claydor Foundation of the Americas. He has initiated several philanthropic endeavors to assist local and national charities, raising thousands of dollars to provide financial assistance to victims of natural disasters and sick concierges in need or help through the Lake Claydors Foundation of the Americas. He's also the founder of the Tiger Raffle, where himself and a team have raised more than 750,000 to help defer the cost of annual fees for Congresses for Lake Claydor members. 
He's been married to Linda for 41 years and has two grown sons. In his free time, he loves to cook Indian food, help Linda in the garden, and travel to different countries. Please join me in welcoming Shujak Khan to the Service Love podcast today. Shujak, a big warm welcome. Holly and I are so excited to have you here today. Good morning. I'm really, really excited. Thank you very much for this great introduction. I'm excited to be uh, a part of this love podcast and really, really excited to work with Holly again. Thank you so much. So Shuja, I mean, we go back decades from really, I knew you when you worked at the Watergate for heaven's sake. So that was, you right. know, years, but 30 years ago, 35, 40, I don't know, a long time ago. Yeah, and, 40 years, um, almost. It, yeah, wow. So, Shusha, I, I consider you to be the epitome of service love. That is who you are. That's who you've uh, shown yourself to be over over uh, decades of service. So, what would you say that your definition then of service love is? Ali, uh, service love. Um, this is really a new new word. Service love. If you look up at the dictionary. Cambridge or Oxford Dictionary, you will not find it. You will not find this word there. The not two yet. Separate words, but two separate words, but the concept is combining uh, that you and Mary have done. So in my mind, service love would be providing service with care and emotions. That would be service love. That's beautiful definition. Providing service with care and emotion. Well, that's beautiful. That sums it up. Thank you for that. Just an example, just to so people understand a little bit better what service life is. It could be a very simple thing, right? It could be something very, very simple. If like a hot summer day, uh, a guest is walking up to your desk, and you notice the guest walking, and you can feel that is is he's he's coming from a hot environment outside and as the guest approaches your desk you hand him a bottle of water and start your discussion so you just showed an extra care for the guest with emotions that's service love you nothing nothing big but a very simple act very simple act is service love i love that it's the little things sometimes when i teach classes I remember to say that we're bitten by mosquitoes, not elephants, and that it's this little thing and this little thing and this little thing that creates the big thing, which is the expression of service love. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. And she's like, when did you know you love what you do? When did you find that love for being a concierge? It's been a long time, Mary. So <laughs> um I've always, I've always uh, enjoyed, really, really enjoyed working in, in hospitality and hotels. And when I joined Watergate, um, it was really a great experience as I was exposed to all kinds of different guests and I had opportunities uh, uh, and ability to, to, to work with uh, different people from different cultures. And, and then when I became uh, concierge, I still liked everything I was doing. The point you said, when did I really know that I love being a concierge? Um, I have to tell you an example when it really hit me. 
um, I was working a PM shift and, and a guest came to my desk and I can tell that he's panicked. He said, I just took a taxi from K Street Law Firm and I left in the trunk of the taxi box full of papers that I have to file tomorrow in the U.S. school. Now, think, it's not these days. Think 1990s when there was no internet and stuff like that. So I started asking guests a question. I said, sir, do you remember uh, what did the taxi look like? What was the color of the taxi? He said, no, it was dark. I was lost in my thoughts. I wasn't paying attention. Do you remember a cab number? No, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't. Anything, anything you remember? Well, I'm, I'm, I, he cannot remember anything. I said, when you were in the taxi, did you hear the taxi driver talk? Or did you, was he, you, he had a CB radio. Did you hear anything on the radio? He goes, yeah, I, I, he was listening to a, a sportscast, Kenny Beatrice. He said, he was the very famous sportscaster in those times. And all of a sudden, a light bulb went like that. I listen to Kenny Beatrice all the time, and he takes questions from his listeners. Picked up the phone, called the radio station, asked Kenny Beatrice to announce in his radio station that one of the cab drivers listening to his uh, cast is driving around with a, he dropped off a guest at the water gate and he has in his trunks a box of papers. Would you please come back to the, to the hotel? 15 minutes later, the cab showed up and this guest, he would have definitely lost his job if, he, if, if those papers couldn't find because it was a very, very important uh, case he was dealing. Um, he just couldn't believe himself. And after the guest left and I, I thought about it and I said, you know, I love my job because it gives me an opportunity to solve problems, to create memories for guests. And, and that, that was just uh, the day that I really, really realized that that was it for me. This is the profession I belong. Yeah, Ashuja, I love that story so much. And you know, I have used that story in role plays for the last 30 years. I use it, I have a whole role play that I call how to think like a concierge. And I use that story. I change it a little. I say, I left a wallet in the trunk, blah, blah, blah. This is your story, which I always give you credit for to say, this is what it means to think like a concierge. To, there is no box. And, and so it's just such a fabulous way to understand what a concierge actually does. And so I love that. And if you take that to me, that's sort of like such a big picture. But if we go back to a little bit more personal for you, even. So I love that this is where you knew because you got to be clever, you got to be smart, you got to be a problem solver, all of those things that a good concierge really is. But adding to that, you express service love through your work at the concierge, not just to the guests, but in so many ways. So as we heard in your bio, through the Tiger Raffle, through the foundation, through 
receiving awards. So they don't just give awards to people. You earn all of these things through some of the things that you do, the Caribbean project. And maybe you'd like to just talk about some of these extra service love things that you've taken on in your career and express love through them because they're really valuable and important. And you, you made such a difference. Well, <clears throat> thank you, Ali. Uh, so the Caribbean uh, initiative that we did, was, it was in cooperation with you. And of course, it was Miguel Pena who initially approached me when I was the president and said, hey, we have an opportunity to go to the Caribbeans and provide these uh, services to them for free. And he, there was a sponsor who, who sponsored us. And of course, none of us got paid. And there were several, several of us who, who traveled there and carrying it out. And it was, I, I myself conducted a few classes and it was such a great experience to see uh, the, the love and affection they felt from us. And through the work of that, we have a, a few members who became a Claydor members now. So things like that, like, like the Tiger Raffle was really born out of necessity. Uh, uh, if you ask me, uh, we had we had decided to after so many years of talking about doing an international congress, we finally decided after talking to Marjorie and I'll tell you a story separately if you want uh, how Marjorie and I came about to a decision to do this, and I took it upon myself to to do it for our section. Uh, so I went to India while everybody else went to France for the uh, board of directors meeting. And I went to a jungle, which is, I love jungles and I love forest. And, and I went for a tiger, uh, tiger jungle. So in, in those days, uh, and especially the place where I was staying, um, there was no TV. And when it gets dark, the jungle belongs to the animals. Everybody has to be indoors. Within the, within the compound of the place that you're staying, you cannot go outside. So I was spending time, just paper after paper, writing down things we need to do to, get pre to prepare for the Congress. It's a huge undertaking. And next day, and of course, raising a lot of money. Next day in the morning, we woke up and uh, went to the jungle on an elephant. And we saw a tiger. And it was like time froze. But that two, three minutes, the tiger in the presence, everybody's like frozen. And we are in a literally we are in a trance. So when we move away, and I'm going back to uh, the resort, I'm thinking tiger raffle, tiger raffle, because in the past we used to print like five thousand tickets, five dollars each. And I said mm, I'm going to do a tiger raffle. It's going to be small and very powerful. And that's how the idea came in. Since then, we only print a thousand tickets. 
no more than that. So every 50 ticket is a winner or every 40 tickets is a winner. And what it does is it helps reduce the cost of a uh, re registration basically. So it helps all of the uh, members who are attending. So that was one of the things. And there are some other things, but we do this out of love. Uh, none of us get paid for, for, for the time that we spend um, uh, working on either the local association or the, or the national board or the international board. Everybody's, there's hundreds of us providing love, service love. And, and the foundation, because, you know, I, as you know, I don't, Amir, I think you know. I mean, I'm very involved in the foundation. I was one you of the were the founders. So uh, not involved. Yeah. You were one yeah. of the ones who founded right. this. Right, but but you expanded it, Shusha. You 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 took it from the vision, which was to help people who had AIDS, really how it started, and then it became people who were ill and couldn't work, and then you went, no, it needs to be bigger than that. That was you, who said, right. no, we 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 need to do more than that, and then it was also you who did a retirement fund. I mean, so you really think love and service in a. Uh, different areas, not just to the guests or your team, but to all your colleagues. So if you could just talk a little bit about the foundation and how you expanded it and a little bit retirement and how you're always thinking, uh, how, how can I be helpful? And so, do that through love. Yeah. Let me talk about the foundation first. So uh, foundation was really huge in the 80s when our, when our friends colleagues who were not well needed help. In the beginning, what you know what you did. You were helping, you didn't have money. You were helping uh, the parents of the sick people by providing them hotel rooms and stuff like that. Over a period of time, it grew. By the time I came on the board and, and I knew what was going on, uh, at that time, it was only for people who were sick and were really, really sick and who couldn't work. So, and I thought about it, I said, you know, there, there are other cases where you don't have to be retiring or you don't have to be completely out of work to be able to get some help. So I started, uh, when I became president in 2005, I started a fund as completely separate from out of Claydor, where we would give a small amount of money to people who just sick or had an accident or just got sick and out of work for three months and just needed some help. And then you were the one who said, who said, Holly said, hey, let's combine this. It's a great idea. Let's combine this. And that was a huge, because now people can get $1,500. You don't have, they don't really have to be in the hospital or sick to get the medical grant, which is $5,000, but they can get $1,500 just because just they had something happened that they were out of their control. Like Katrina, when Katrina happened, that's when we helped them big time. And so now it really, really gives us, many of us, a lot of pleasure to be able to do that. And when we had pandemic, we created a new pandemic uh, thing where we were giving out money and the people didn't need, there they were, they were some people who were having trouble meeting ends meet and even have food on the table. And, Little help, just a little help. No questions asked for in the pandemic. You didn't have to provide us 
anything, no documentation, nothing. Just send us an email. Say, and we keep everybody's name private. And that's the beauty of it, that we can help without letting the people know who was who was the one who, who, who we helped. So it's very, very satisfying. And for the uh, RNR, uh, the retirement and uh, recognition, that I started when I became president in 2013. Because I noticed there was a lot of us retiring and there was no recognition. And I said, no, we're going to change that. We have a lot of us who are who have been members of the association for years, and nobody ever said, hey, thank you. So 2014, I had a whole list of T-shirts done just like this that I'm wearing with people who had 25 years with their names on it and or 20 years with their names on it. And we actually handed them this shirt and said, thank you. Thank you for your service for all these years. We really, really appreciate what you've been doing. And those who are retiring, now they're getting a, a gift card. It's not that much, $750, $500, but it's the thought that when they are retiring, they get a card, a gift card in the mail saying, thank you so much for all these years. Enjoy whatever you can enjoy this with. So. Yes, and this is still very active. Now we do it, uh, like I just had one in my house this uh, last month where we got together all the DC people and, and Regina is planning and one in uh, uh, New York and I think Leah Hoyt is planning one in New Orleans and uh, Caroline in San Francisco. She is a leader. She does quite a few of the, she has done quite a few of these. Right. So it's recognition and it's retirement and it's retirement and it's support. And it's, it's, it's just, it's love. Shujat, that's what you are here to share with everybody. So thank you for that. It's absolutely beautiful. And I love how you through challenges have served love, you know, so I always say when it's tragic, make it magic. So you were there for people in time of need and continue to be there for in time of need. I think that community is so beautiful, you know, that people can get assistance and love, but also to celebrate, right, what people have done, because we need more celebration and what people are doing to pave the way for future generations in this service love. And it can be challenging, right, to express service love all the time, especially what we've been through over the last few years. So what do you find is a challenge right now, Shijok, in expressing service love? Mary, all of us have had some sort of something, obstacle, something. For me, I don't see any challenge. I see an opportunity. Challenges are opportunities to change things around. So yes, like after the pandemic, we've had some challenges. Many of us face challenges these days where restaurants have switched over to resi system where they require a credit card and that's a big challenge for us. But we create uh, relationships with the managers uh, of these places and we're able to bypass that most of the time. And there are times when you're not able to, to do that because businesses really come back, I mean, really, really big time. And sometimes 
even they can't help last me. If you come on a Saturday, Saturday evening at seven o'clock or six o'clock and want a table at seven o'clock for a party of eight, that may be uh, difficult, but you find an alternate equally good. So challenges to me are opportunities to create memories and to use your contact and think out of the box and, and, and deliver service. Great. Given all that, all the things that you've done and you've raised a family and you have a long marriage to wonderful Linda, um, tell me a little bit about how you love and care for yourself. For me, uh, I care for myself by hanging around with Linda. She provides, she's my, she provides me food for my soul. And <clears throat> I love working with her in the kitchen. We love to cook together. I love helping her in the garden. And for myself, I love watching sports. So those are some of the things that I do. And on my days off, like after, I, after today, I will sit back and do a little meditation on my own, just quietly think about, and it's not like I'm lost. My medication is, um, my meditation is, I'm thinking. I'm thinking, what else can we do? What can we do? How we can make a difference? Most of the time, it's about Lake Lador, whether it's strategic partnership, or the Bali Congress coming up, whether it was the Congress in Turkey, where we needed a lot of help right after the pandemic, there was not that many sponsors, but we, we got it done uh, with, the, with the help of the EXCO and the members of the, we got it done. And there was just thinking out, thinking out, thinking out differently and just different things, just keep on a daily basis, just think, just keep thinking, just keep thinking how we can improve, what we can do, how we can provide love to each other. That's beautiful. And love that with Linda. So you have lots of love and compassion for each other, which is important, right? It's uh, not only uh, in your work environment, but home environment is so important as well uh, to take through to deliver love. So where do you wish though there was more love and compassion? <laughs> I would say the entire world right now, um, my personal wish would be have, would have nothing to do with the hotels or, or, or hospitality, really the entire humanity. We need to have more love and compassion all, all around. We need to have leaders who are bold enough to stand up for the needy and the poor. We can take care of ourselves, but there are, there are people who, who just can't and they need extra support. And my wish and my hope is that we get more and more people, leaders who can, who can think like that and reach out to those people in their local communities and help out. And that would be my, my wish. I love that. Thinking about it right now, Shujata, and looking at you on this Zoom, and I know this will just be audio, your foundation of growing up in India and having seen a lot in your own country and the mm -hmm. differences between the wealthy and the poor and huge. that huge, I, that formed who you are, I believe, in terms of always wanting to 
give more and you're from such a wonderful family. So reflecting on that foundational value, what is one thing that your future self must have reflecting on the idea of love as your foundational value? For me, uh, my future self, um, I would like to be able to have a little bit more time uh, to to reflect and to relax and and and, and to be able to give more uh, to the community and and to Lake Lador and, and to my family. So your future self is more still giving more. You already are. <laughs> yes. Right. You have to do it. Do it as long as I breathe. You are it. That's great. Incredible. Yeah. Thank you, Shishan. And my very first, actually, International Congress was in Washington, D.C. 2006. Yes, 2006. And I was able to stay at your hotel and be hosted by you. So I want to publicly, for everyone listening, thank you, um, as that has led me into the career that I'm in, I believe. So, (laughs) yeah, it was an incredible Congress. So thank you. So we are already at the end now, and we're going to do a rapid five questions. Are you ready for these questions? Well, let's do it. (laughs) I don't know how I'll do, but I'll do my best. (laughs) Right from the heart. That's all you need to do. So my first question is, would you rather drive or fly? Drive in a car? Drive. 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 Even though I can't drive too much now, but I love love driving uh, road trips. Yeah, and I must say, you're in a good area for road trips. I do miss my North American road trips and <laughs> now living in England. <laughs> Driving is great there. <laughs> Excellent. Do you prefer being the sports? You know, you love sports. So what do you prefer watching, baseball or basketball? Neither. Oh. I, I, I love watching um, football, I mean, American football and the real football, which we call soccer. But that's the real football. <laughs> yeah, and do you, and can you share your favorite teams? Well, of course, my favorite team is the Washington Commanders, the local team. Yeah. And I'm sorry we lost uh, yesterday, but the uh, with uh, uh, in the World Cup uh, against Sweden. But hey, you can't win all the time, and they put up a good fight and they did the best they can. So. They did. I was actually in Sweden yesterday when they when it won. So they were quite happy, all the people around me. But yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> sorry for your loss. <laughs> and do you have a favorite football team as well? You mean um, European? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I my my I stay with the US team. You stay with the US, yeah. Yep. Excellent. Love it. That's great. And do you prefer reading books or magazines? Magazines. Excellent. And do you have a favorite magazine? Well, I use I I, I read uh, Time uh, and Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Excellent. And do you prefer drinking coffee or tea? I love both, but uh, I drink coffee at work and I tea at home. Excellent. And the final question is the city question: Do you prefer London or Paris? I prefer London, to be honest with you, even though Paris is one of the most beautiful uh, cities in the world, 
but I, I prefer London. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I agree with you on both aspects. <laughs> I think we all heard that what you want to do is to continue to serve with love but since this is a whole talk on service love is there one thing that you would say how you're going to continue to serve with love i think one of the basic thing to express love or to provide service love is to stay humble if you stay humble and and continue to do what you're doing what you've been doing all these years i think that would continue the service love journey. Yeah, another thing I think I want to do, or actually I, 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 I do, is love huddles. Love huddles? Oh, tell us yes. about love huddles. Yeah, that's a new word, right? Love huddles. Yeah. Tell love us about huddles. that. Love huddles <laughs> are opportunities where you get together with your colleagues like, or just to discuss things that we can do. Like if you have a guest coming, like we have a great uh, guest relations team in my hotel and they do a really, really great job. And love huddles are where we take a look at if something went wrong, for instance, you, you do a love huddle, say, hey, what went wrong? And how can we provide change that and, 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 and provide the service to the guest before they leave? So they leave with a good, 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 good experience. And love huddles are also on a on a on a on a like a national level. Love huddles would be several members of the board getting together and trying to solve a problem. So love huddles are very very important. And have you called them love huddles in the past, or is this new? No, no. This is this is just new new word just came about uh, actually from my work. Uh, my GM my GM uh, does love huddles. Uh, with with his team with, with his executive team members managers, and so that's where I actually say, "Oh, love huddles was a great idea." Because you start like the whole premise is about love, so that's everybody knows that that's the intention that it's a right. love, not a bitch huddle, it's not a problem no, no, huddle, no, no. it's not a tactical huddle, it's a love huddle. Well, thank you so much for that because uh, Kamiri and I use that, a love huddle. Yes, absolutely. We, to. we love yeah, that. That's wow. pretty. Thank you. So, oh, that is a perfect way to complete this exquisite conversation. I was riveted by all of your expressions of love. Thank you so very, very much. It's a great pleasure. Uh, thank you, and thank you, Holly, for everything you have done. Thank you. Uh, all these years out of love. And Mary, thank you for joining the journey. Well, I want to thank you both. And thank you, Shujak, for your time. I know how busy it is in your city, which is great to see things back and your knowledge and your passion and your dedication uh, to the hospitality industry is just incredible. And you should be celebrated every day for what you do. So I just want a big thank you for joining us today and for sharing uh, with the world your service love. And I don't know if it'll be cut out or not, but I got to yeah. say, he's doing this in Washington, okay? We <laughs> could use more love right now than Washington. So thank you, Shujat, for your boots on the ground in the place that we need love the most in the United States. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. 
A big thank you to all of you who listened to the end today, and especially to our guest, Shuja Khan, for sharing his stories and knowledge on serving with love. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you intentionally dedicated all your energy in obtaining it? Up next in episode five, Holly and I had the honor of sitting down with Randy Santos, president of Le Claydor International and chief concierge at the Fairmont Doha. Randy shares with us his story on how he had a love for becoming a concierge and the journey he had in obtaining it. We would love to hear from you on how you celebrate the people who express their love and hospitality daily. Please drop us a line. Join our Service Love Challenge by visiting our website at www.steelandstedmanservicesolutions.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram at service underscore love and LinkedIn at Steel and Stedman Service Solutions. Together, we can inspire, inform, and influence a movement to raise the frequency of love. Will you be a part of it? My name is Mary Stedman. This is the Service Love Podcast, and Holly and I look forward to you joining us on the next episode.